0: welcome to the body beautiful christian podcast in this podcast episode we continue to dissect the deceptive nature of flattery and how to guard against it in our first segment we'll first explore the concept of the orphan spirit and how it can make us susceptible to flattery we'll then discuss how deep connections with god can help us resist the temptation of flattery and find our validation in him alone In the second segment, we'll delve into the importance of humility and discernment in navigating deception. We'll learn how to observe the fruit and the motivation of those who flatter us and the significance of consulting God in every new situation. And finally, in the last segment, we'll learn how to recognize flatterers by their fruit and by their motivations. We'll discuss how healing from past wounds and trusting in God's timing can help us to avoid being deceived by flatterers. This episode is a treasure trove of wisdom for anyone seeking to navigate relationships with discernment and wisdom. So tune in and learn how to stand strong against flattery and deception and Deepen your relationship with God. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Body Beautiful broadcast, where our purpose is to beautify the body of Christ, spirit, soul, and body. It is time to get the bride prepared for the return of her soon coming king. Well, I'm Minister Allegra, and I'm always so happy and excited to be here with you. And of course, I'm excited to be here with you because of who is here with me. He is my favorite person and my best friend. He is the most important person on this earth. He is none other than Holy Spirit. Glory to God. He is the host of the show, and I am his co-host. Hallelujah. Well, if you are joining us for the very first time, we like to take this time to welcome you in the name of the Lord and to thank you for dropping by. Hallelujah. We pray that you will be blessed. If you are a return listener, welcome back guys. You know, we're always so grateful that you have made us part of your teaching routine. All right, everybody. Uh, come on over to our new website. I'm super excited about this. www.thebodybeautiful.org. Check in with us, connect with us, see what's going on in the ministry. And of course, always connect with us on our Facebook page at The Body Beautiful Ministries. Hallelujah. And also Announcing that our new release, our new book is available for purchase on our website the 31 day devotional, the beautiful and beloved devotional. Glory to God! Hear what God has to say about you and what is on His mind when He thinks of you. Glory to God! All right, everybody, grab your Bible, pencil, paper, tablets, whatever it is that you use to take notes because we're going to get into this teaching. But before we do, Let us pray. Father in heaven, we glorify you, God. We magnify you. Hallowed be your name. You are the awesome God. You are the God of all power. You are the God of all wisdom. Hallelujah. You are the master. You are our king. And we declare your sovereignty. Father, we thank you for what you are doing at this time and how you are assembling us to hear what it is that's on your heart and what it is that you have to say. Father, I pray that we each have ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to us at this time. And we have hearts to not only receive, but to be active with the word so that we are not only hearers, but that we are also doers of the word of God. Lord, I thank you for the anointing that is on me, the anointing that is on this teaching. And it shall go forth unblocked and stopped by any demonic force in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. And amen. All right, guys. So we have been um, talking about manipulation and witchcraft as we go further looking into, you know, the works of the flesh. Hallelujah. And so we know that our foundation text, we come from two places, Romans chapter eight verse 4 uh, Five. I'll start at verse five. So then beloved ones, whoa, wait. <laughs> Make sure that I'm reading the right thing. Okay. Yep. Romans chapter um, eight, verse, let's start at let's start at verse. 10. Those who are who are motivated by the flesh only per- and I'm in the, the Passion Translation, those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. For no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. But when the spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the spirit. And if you are not joined to the spirit of the anointed one, you are not of him. Hallelujah. Now Christ lives in you And even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. Yes, God raised Jesus to life. And since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, he will also raise your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. So then beloved, the flesh has no claim on us at all. And we have no further obligation to live in obedience to it. For when you live controlled by the flesh, you are about to die. But if the life of the spirit puts to death the corrupt ways of the flesh, then we taste his abundant life. The the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so that Came from the Passion Translation as we're looking at it in different translations. And then moving over to the works of the flesh. So if we want to know how we're being controlled by the flesh versus being led by the impulses of the Spirit of God, the guidance of the Spirit of God, this lets us know right here in Galatians chapter 5, still in the Passion Translation, because it breaks things down in plain English so that we can totally understand what the works of the flesh look like. All right. So starting at verse 19, hallelujah. So when, so the cravings of the self-life are obvious, sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, that is idolatry, manipulating others. Okay. And this is where we are landing because some, uh, some translations most translations translate this particular Hebrew word as either witchcraft or sorcery. Okay. And so in this particular translation, it has translated this word as manipulating others. And so manipulating others, God considers it um, a work of the flesh. It also as witchcraft because bottom line, the definition of manipulating of manipulation is the act of manipulating someone in a clever or unscrupulous way and it goes against the will of god right and so when you're dealing with manipulation, you're dealing with covenant breaking spirits. You're dealing with a deceiver. That's one of the definitions for, um, for the word warlock an oath breaker, a covenant breaker or a deceiver. So these are covenant breaking spirits that are trying to come against the word of God for your life. And so what they try to do is they try to get you, try to manipulate you, control you, or coerce you into coming out of agreement with God's will and God's word for your life and come into agreement with the plans. Okay. Especially using your words against you. And so as we have been covering different parts of manipulation, ways that we manipulate others, where we have landed on is flattery. And the Lord said, we're going to take a long time to really draw this one out. And so flattery is defined as false praise commendation bestowed for the purpose of gaining favor and influence Or to accomplish some purpose. And it's often influenced by seducing spirits to seduce or entice you into going against God's plan and to manipulating into going with with what they want. And so we know that flatterers are not genuine because there's always an ulterior motive. They always appear a certain way to get what they want. They flatter people, flatter for position, power, favor, and a seat at the table. And they'll say what they need to say to get to it, playing on your emotions, playing on your desires, playing on your appetites, right? And so, if we have not gotten these appetites, if we have not gotten these, you know, these, you know, uh, wounds or traumas or other issues, um, you know, handled, if we have not done business with them, with the, with the Lord, then we open ourselves up to being, you know, roped in by flatterers and their deceiving tongues. Okay. And so what are some of the ways where we ended last or what are some of the ways that we can avoid being victims of flattery. Okay. And so, um, so we've looked at some ways of avoiding flattery is, um, one being led by the spirit of God. Right. And then we looked at also uh, letting God heal you. And in this breaking agreement with, you know, with the spirit of pride, with the spirit of rejection, right? Because again, it's those who, you know, who are seeking to be accepted, right? When a flatterer comes to give you false validation, false praise, you're likely to fall susceptible to it because you've not been healed in that area. And so the Bible tells us that we have been accepted in the beloved. I believe that's Ephesians 2, 6. And so as we have been accepted in the beloved, we have to firmly, firmly, firmly know that our acceptance falls with God first. He is the first one who ordains us. He is the first one who validates us. And he is the one that when all others reject us, he will accept us. And our faith has to be in that. Hallelujah. Because if not, then again, we can fall susceptible to those deceiving tongues. Amen. And so we also want to break agreement with the orphan spirit. And without getting too much into that, maybe we'll save that for another day about this, the orphan spirit. The orphan spirit is one who essentially um, does not really see God as father. And so if you don't see so it's really relationship based and that's how that spirit is dealt with through intimacy with the father, through knowing who he is and accepting your sonship in Jesus Christ. You know, in the Lord, and sonship is not gender based. This is about maturity. It's about, you know, your development within Christ, your your walk with God. And so when we accept our sonship you know, when we accept ourselves as sons of God, then we know that all that he has is ours and we don't need to seek other people, seek out other things to gain, um, the acceptance. And so we want God to do, we want God to do business with us. And in that, in that area and breaking agreement and renouncing the partnership with that orphan spirit. This is how another way, how we can, um, avoid being susceptible to deceiving, flattering lips, smooth tongue deceivers, flattering with their words is what Psalms chapter five, verse eight through nine, uh, calls them. Hallelujah. And so Another way we don't want to be so anxious, we must wait on God to reveal his plans, his strategies, and to manifest his promises. Okay. And so when we are so anxious, so Philippians tells us to be anxious for nothing. Right. And so, and Jesus also tells us, and I think it's Matthew six that tells us that, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. You know, we must be concerned with what's going on today. Focus on what's happening today. And not neither one of us can, add a stature or a cubit to, you know, to ourselves by, you know, by worrying about, you know, about things. And so if God, if we have a promise from God, then we must be patient and wait on God, allow him to work in us what he needs to work in us, allow the process to take place And so that things will happen in the timing of God, in which case we won't need to uh, worry about compromising ourselves um, because we have yielded to the deceiving lips of flatterers who have said that they, they are the answer for us. They can make things happen. And then unwittingly we are tied to them. Okay. So we want to be patient and wait on God. And so that right there deals with the spirit of control, not allowing ourselves to try to control and manipulate a certain situation into the timing that we want it, but waiting for the timing of God to come to its fullness. All right. That was a lot there. This episode is sponsored by Beautiful and Beloved. Hey Beloved, are you ready to realize your value and beauty in the eyes of God? Introducing Beautiful and beloved daily affirmation cards, your daily reminder of your worth and beauty to God. In a world that constantly bombards us with unrealistic expectations and unattainable standards, it's time to reclaim our divine identity and silence the voices of doubt and inadequacy. Each of the 31 beautifully designed cards in this deck features a powerful affirmation rooted in scripture, reminding you of God's unwavering love and his perception of your beauty and worth. Inspired by the scripture Song of Solomon 4-7, You are altogether beautiful, my love, and there is no flaw in you. These cards serve as a daily reminder of your inherent worth and the truth that you are indeed Beautiful and beloved in the eyes of God. So, what are you waiting for? Pick up our beautiful and beloved daily affirmation cards today at www.thebodybeautiful.org. Now, let's get back to the episode. Um, So we were saying, be led by the spirit of God, let God heal you, break agreement with spirits of pride, with the spirit of rejection, the orphan spirit, spirit of control, right? Humility is key. Wait on God to manifest his promises. Wait on God to get his, to, to make the alignments and connections, the covenant alignments, the divine alignments that will bring forth his promises in your life rather than trying to speed up the process. Because God's taken too long for you, right? We've all been there, we've all done it. We've tried to manipulate a, a situation, you know, ourselves because you know we're we're trying to get things to happen within our timing and not the timing of God. And so we must be humble enough to allow God to be God and to work within us, whatever it is that he needs to work in us. Amen. Let the process be the process. All right. And so here's another way that, um, that we can avoid flattering lips, these deceivers with flattering, um, words. All right. All right. We need to be mindful of those who flatter, okay? And so one way that you can be mindful of, you know, those who flatter is look at their fruits. All right? Look at their fruit. Look at what motivates people around you because we know there is a difference between flattery and there's a difference between actually between true and genuine honor and appreciation, okay? And so we can tell the difference because those who are usual, you know, who are deceivers, who flatter, are motivated a lot of times by money, by status, by recognition, platforms, acceptance, all right? So with these types of people, be very, very cautious because remember what we were saying is that You know, people use flattery for position, favor and power. They want a seat at the table and they will often use flattery to get it. They don't like you. So one of the things that the Lord has taught me how to do is I don't get excited when I first meet people right? Despite what they say, oh, you know, you're this and you're that. And, you know, you know, despite all the good things that they might have to say about me, I don't get excited. I just, you know, glory to God, praise God, happy that you appreciate it. But I sit back and I watch, right? I sit back and I watch and I ask the Lord, Lord, who are these people? Who is this person? Did you bring this person? And for what purpose? I am going to always consult the Lord because even when we look in Joshua chapter nine, right? And this was something that we looked at a couple of sessions back where we had, I think it was the Gibeonites who... Um, who came to Joshua, yeah, they were Gibeonites who came to Joshua because they had heard of what the Lord had done for the children of Israel. And so all of these, you know, these nations, these kings come together and they're scared. They are scared. And so there are these folks that were really from the next village over and they came, they devised this plan. They conspired and, you know, they came to Joshua and, and made it look like they came from this far off place and they had moldy bread and holes in their clothes and so you know they were saying we are your servants we are your servants don't hurt us right we are here to serve you is what they were saying now make covenant with us and so we see that in verse 12 of Joshua 9 they told him, they said, this is our bread that we took hot for our provision out of our houses on the day that we set out to come to you. But now look, it's dry and it's become moldy. And then they hold up their wine skins, their, you know, bottles. And they're like, we, these were all filled and new and now they're torn. And look at our clothing and our shoes. They've become old because of the very long journey. And it says right here in verse 14, that it says, so the Israelite men partook of their food and did not consult the Lord. What happened? They made a covenant with these Gibeonites. Now, God had already told Joshua, don't make treaties with anybody. And so because of the false flattery, right? And because they did not consult the Lord, they were deceived because later on they found out, wait, these people are from the next town over. All right. And so how do we avoid being deceived by these flatterers, by these people who come to serve you, come to walk alongside you, come to be in your, your circle, right? But they have ulterior motives. We must always be led by the spirit of God. Ask God, Lord, do you, are they from you? And for what purpose? All right, guys, welcome to the Selah Moments portion of this podcast episode. This is where we're going to take a pause and reflect on what we just learned about flattery. So in this first segment, we continue to see that flattery is a very tricky thing, and it can be difficult to spot, especially if we're not used to being on the lookout for it. But flattery is a deceptive tool that can be used to manipulate us and to get us to do things that are not in our best interest so it's always important to recognize that flattery often carries an ulterior motive and is used to gain favor or influence however we can guard against its influence by being led by the spirit of god he's our first defense In this segment, we learned that one of the things that can make us susceptible to flattery is the orphan spirit. And the orphan spirit can influence us when we don't know God as father. So we're not secure in our position and our sonship as sons of God. And when we don't know God as our father, we may feel like we need to earn the love and acceptance from him as well as earning the love and acceptance from others. And this can make us more likely to be swayed by flattery but when we know God is father we know that we are already loved and accepted by him unconditionally we're established in his love and this gives us a strong foundation to resist the temptation of flattery by knowing that our true validation comes from God alone so how can we avoid the trap of flattery here are a few tips one be led by the spirit of God. The spirit of God can always guide us away from the influence of flattery. Two, let God heal you. Do the work with him. When we are healed from our wounds, we are less likely to be susceptible to flattery. Three, Break agreements with the spirits of pride and rejection. And when we break agreement with those spirits, we're less likely to need the external validation which flattery often exploits. And it's because the spirits of pride and rejection can make us susceptible to flattery because they cause us to seek validation from others. But as we break agreements with these spirits, we can learn to find our validation in God alone, which leads us to the next point. Focus on God's acceptance. Our sense of acceptance and validation should primarily come from God. And when we focus on God's acceptance, we're less likely to need the flattery from others. And then finally, be patient, be patient, be patient, and wait for God to reveal his plans and promises. When we're anxious, we're more likely to seek external validation from those who say that they can move us along quicker than God. And by being patient and waiting for God, we can focus on his guidance as well as his timing. So here are some things that I want you to consider and some questions to ask. One, how can you actively seek validation from God rather than from external sources? What steps can you take to cultivate a deeper relationship with him as your father? Two, consider the concept of orphan spirit. How can understanding and addressing this help you resist the influence of flattery? And three, patience and trust in God's timing are key to avoiding the trap of flattery. How can you apply this wisdom in your daily life? And can you recall a situation where waiting for God's timing proved to be beneficial? Now, as you reflect on these questions, ask God to show you how you can apply these truths to your own life. He is faithful to guide us, and he will help us grow in our relationship with him and others. So remember, the key to standing strong against flattery is continuously communicating with God and following his instructions. And as we deepen our relationship with God and allow him to guide us, we become more resistant to flattery and deception, and we gain the ability to see through the lies and manipulation of others. And we can also resist their attempts to lead us astray. And as stated in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, those who know their God will be strong and do exploits. So let's strive to know God more intimately and yield to his guidance, empowering us to stand against flattery and deception. All right, now in the second segment, We discuss the significance of humility, discernment, and seeking God's guidance, which are all very key to avoiding flattery and deception. When we're humble, we're willing to trust God's judgment of situations and the motivations of others, especially those who flatter us. We know that flattery can be a form of manipulation, so it's important to be able to see through it. And one of the ways to do this is to observe the fruit of those who flatter us. What kind of people are they? What is their character like? Do they live in a way that is consistent with their words? Another way to discern flattery is to understand what motivates people. Some people flatter others because they want to gain something from them, while others use flattery because they are simply insecure and need the validation. But when we understand what motivates people, we can better distinguish between flattery and genuine appreciation. However, as stated before, we must consult the Holy Spirit. It's always important to consult God when encountering new people or situations because God can provide us with the guidance and the discernment that we need to avoid the deception. And we see in Joshua chapter 9, we see that Joshua and the elders failed to consult God before making a treaty with the Gibeonites. And as a result, they were deceived and made a treaty with the people who were not from God. So this story teaches us the importance of consulting the Lord about new people or situations. And when we ask God about the purpose and origin of new relationships, he can always help us to avoid the deception and the influence of flattery. So here are some things to consider. One, reflect on your experiences with humility. How has humility allowed God to work within you and guided you to wait for his timing? Two, How can ask yourself, how can I be more humble in my relationships with God and with others? Three, how can you make it a habit to consult God when encountering new people or situations? And what steps can you take to ensure you're seeking his guidance in your relationships? Four, consider the people in your life. Can you identify those who flatter? What are their fruits and motivations? And how can this kind of awareness help you in future interactions with them? And then finally, reflect on the questions that were suggested during the segment for consulting God. So when you're encountering new people, ask the Lord, who are these people? Who sent them? Did you send them God? And for what purpose were they sent? As you reflect on these thoughts, think um, think about how can these questions help you discern the intentions of others? Remember, The key to navigating the deceptive waters of flattery lies in humility and God's counsel. And by allowing God to work within us and waiting for his timing, we then open ourselves up to his guidance and protection. And we become more mindful of those who flatter and learn to discern their true intentions. We become better equipped to avoid their traps. And most importantly, by consulting God when encountering new people or situations, we ensure that we're guided by his wisdom and not led astray. So as we journey through this life, let's remember to lean on God's understanding and not our own, and trust that he will direct our paths as we're advised in Proverbs chapter 3, verses five through six. Okay, now in the next segment, We'll see that observing the fruit and motivations of people can help us discern if they're flatterers or not. Flatterers know how to say and do the right things to gain entry, but they often have their ulterior motives that are ultimately motivated by selfish desires. So by being observant and cautious and by trusting God's guidance, we can avoid being deceived by the flatterers. And as we navigate our relationships, let's lean on God's understanding and trust his guidance knowing that he is the ultimate discerner of thoughts and intentions. All right, I'm ready to move on to this next segment. Are you? Let's resume. One of the major ways that manipulation happens is by flattery. And so the Lord does not look kindly on flattery because it is, is steeped in deception. It's not genuine. There's always an ulterior motive where people appear to be a certain way to get what they want, especially gaining favor and influence. And it's influenced by seducing spirits to come to seduce or entice you. Um, into going against God's plan. And so, you know, ways where we are right now is um, so flattery is manipulation. And where we are right now with this is having gone through ways people use flattery. Now it's how not to be flat, how not to receive flatterers and how not to be deceived by those with flattering words. Okay. In Romans chapter 16, verse 18, in the amplified translation, Paul actually warns of flatterers who use ingratiating and flattering speech to beguile or to trick um, people in the body of Christ. Okay. So there again, the ulterior motive for flattery is deception. It's beguiling. All right. And so how not to be, um, how not to be manipulated by flatterers. You've got to be led by the Holy Spirit. You've got to be led by the Spirit of God. And I don't care who it is, how how great they look, how nice their words are. Whoever new comes into your sphere of influence, into your circle, you need to sit back and ask God who is this person? Who are these people? Are they from you? Did you send them? And for what purpose? You must ask them. I don't care how nice they seem. Okay. Got to make it plain because I've seen it happen. It's happened to me where there have been those that, you know, that I, I thought were okay. Right. They seemed very genuine, but at the end of the day, they had ulterior motives to get it, to enter into my circle, to get what it was, whatever it was that they felt that I could give them. Because like, as we did in the last session, when we were looking at Joshua and the Gibeonites in Joshua chapter nine, it says in verse 14, so the Israelite men partook of their food. They made covenant with them and did not consult the Lord. Joshua made peace with them covenanting with them to covenanting with them to let them live. And the assembly leaders swore by them only to find out three days later that these folks had lied. But the key here is they didn't consult God. So if you do not want to be, um, if you don't want to leave yourself open, leave yourself susceptible to, the smooth tongue deceivers who flatter with their words. You must, you must, you must ask the Holy Spirit who they are, for what purpose are they here? Are they from him? Amen. Okay. And so, you know, so one way that you can also tell if people are flatterers, if they're not genuine, I said the other day, look at their fruit and what motivates them. Okay. Do they have a heart to serve? Do they really have a heart to serve? And what are they hungry for? Are they hungry for the Lord truly, right? Or are they do they have an appearance of godliness? Do they have an appearance of wanting to serve, but yet they're motivated and hungry for other things? Are they hungry for attention? Are they hungry for a platform? Are they hungry for money? because that's another area where I have learned to sit back and watch, right? Where people seem very genuine. Oh, I'm here to serve the Lord. And they say all the right things. They do all the right things. But then when I watch, oh, they want a platform. Oh no, they, they need money right? They're working hard for money and they're making it seem like they're doing the things of God to build the kingdom of God, but everything is motivated by, you know, something else. So you want to watch, you've got to be very cautious. Do not be quick to align yourself. Do not be quick to believe every word that somebody says. Okay. So you must Ask the spirit of God again, uh, Romans eight, chapter 14, those who are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It's the spirit of God who knows the hearts, then who knows the thoughts of every single person on this earth. He's the discerner of thoughts. He is the one who will let you know the spirit of God is the spirit of truth who will lead and guide you to all truth. So he will be the one to say, mm, 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 mm. It's painted gold, but really it's not, it's not solid gold. Okay. So what you got right there is bronze dipped in gold (laughs) to give the appearance of being bright and shiny and valuable when actually it's, it's really a fake. Okay. So, um, let's see. So you want to deal with, uh, like deception deal with issues allow okay so you want so you want to make sure that you are working with the Lord to allow God to lay an axe um, to those things that you know those hurts those wounds those traumas those issues that could have happened in any part of your life that will allow you to give ear to to flatterers. Okay. So that you're not deceived by flatterers. But again, most of all, you want to avoid them. You want to avoid them or just, you know, and not war and just stop them in their tracks. Okay. So no shame in your game. You don't have to, you know, you you don't have to, um, go along to get along. If you have perceived by the spirit of the Lord that you are in the midst of flattery, flatterers, and that they are not genuine, you can extricate yourself from the relationship. You can remove yourself from the position, from the relationship, or move those flatterers out of position. Okay. So be led by the spirit of God. So, okay. So just, yeah. So just... (laughs) Recapping, be led by the spirit of God. Let God heal you and deal with those issues, right? Let him lay an ax to, you know, to all of those issues. Break agreement with the spirit of pride, spirit of rejection, the orphan spirit, spirit of control, right? Being humble, allowing God to be God. Don't be so anxious that you're trying to control the whole situation, but let God reveal and manifest his promise to you in his timing and be open. Okay with that. All right. Look at the fruit of people around you. Ask God who they are. What purpose are they here for? Did you send them? Right. And then you can let them go. You can kindly dismiss them from your circle. And so that's how we avoid flatterers. Hallelujah. All right, God, perfect place to end. And I'll see you at the next broadcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the body, beautiful podcast. But before you go, there are three quick things that I want you to do. First, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for new episodes every week and connect with us here and on our social media platforms to keep the conversation going and share with us your journey and testimonies. It'll be so awesome to see you there. The quick links are right here in the show notes. Second, Don't be a stranger, head on over to our website at www.thebodybeautiful.org and join our community of kingdom bodybuilders by signing up to be a part of our exclusive mailing list. You'll be the first to know about upcoming workshops, events, exclusive merch, and all the latest buzz related to the Body Beautiful mission. And finally, while you're at our website, Don't forget to pick up a copy of my latest book, Beautiful and Beloved 31 Day Devotional. It's the perfect way to help you embrace your beauty, value, and worth to God and know that you are truly his beloved. And that's at www.thebodybeautiful.org. Well, that's it for now. So until next time, guys, always remember that you are beautiful to God and you are his beloved. Be blessed. Thank you.